Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 19th day of January. I'm your host, Paul. Uh, We're in Mark chapter 1, and we've arrived at the 29th verse, where Jesus will go, having come out of the synagogue, he's going to go to Andrew's home. The four disciples that were called into ministry, sort of called into discipleship way back, way back, just a few verses ago, several days for us, but back in verse 16, whenever he called Simon and Andrew, I'll make you fishers of men. And then he calls James and John. They leave their father Zebedee and they come follow Jesus. These four characters come back onto the scene here in Mark. If you are interested in the parallel journey of the Gospels, and I I find it pretty fascinating, Mark chapter 1 and Luke chapter 4 are similar. In Luke 4, Jesus goes into the synagogue uh, in Nazareth and reads from Isaiah. Spirit of the Lord's upon me, he hath anointed me. Then he goes down, they cast him out. They don't want anything to do with his jubilee. His jubilee incorporates Gentiles. So they start, they try to kill, they threaten to kill him, and they run him out of town and he goes to Capernaum. From Luke chapter 4, verse 31, through the end of the fourth chapter of Luke, it is essentially half of Mark chapter 1. Mark's version is that Jesus calls his four disciples and goes straight to Capernaum. In Mark in, in Mark's version of the story, there's no synagogue at Nazareth. I'm not I'm not trying in any way to indicate that because Mark doesn't say it didn't happen. I'm just I'm just trying to show you the change in the parallel versions of the stories. The, the, the stories are not all equal in how they tell the story. And there's one glaring difference. And that is that in the Lucan version Jesus casts out the unclean spirit. He goes into Peter's mother-in-law's house, and then he heals people at sunset. Then he calls Simon and Andrew and James and John to be disciples. Now, why that's a little bit odd is because he goes into Peter's mother-in-law's house in the Luke story before he calls Peter to be a disciple. In Mark's version, he goes into Peter's mother-in-law's house in our text today, Mark chapter 1, verse 29 to 31. Let me read it. As soon as they had come out of the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. But Simon's wife's mother lay sick with a fever, and they told him about her at once. So he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she served them. Um, I don't... I don't know why Luke changes it, but I'll give you an idea. I'll give you a theory that possibly it it didn't happen in the order that Mark laid it out. And Luke wanted to show, because it's such a blatant change. Luke writes after Mark. It's such a blatant change in the chronology that it seems intentional. It seems like Luke is saying how it actually happened. If I tell the story again, is that Jesus actually healed Peter's mother-in-law before he called Peter into the ministry. And if that be the case, then it could be the healing of Peter's mother-in-law that softens Peter's heart. Maybe this is why when Jesus walks by the, uh, the Sea of Galilee and says, hey, come follow me. Luke's version, by the way, is a little more detailed. In Luke's version of the story, 
he actually gets on the boat with Peter, says launch out into the deep, and and then he gives him a, a net-breaking load of fish, and that convinces Peter, man, I'm unclean, I don't deserve you. But I wonder if it's not only the blessing of the fish, but the fact that Jesus had come by his house and healed a family member that softens the heart of Peter and causes him to repent. Paul would write in Romans 2, it is the goodness of God that leads us to repent. Repentance is metanoia, it's mind change. It is God's goodness that leads me to change my mind about God. And it seems possible to me that Jesus heals Peter's mother-in-law for no other reason than they asked him to. That he goes to their house and he heals his mother-in-law. The fever leaves her, she immediately serves them. And if Luke's version of the story is right, within a day or two, Jesus goes to where Peter works, spends some time with him on his boat, blesses his socks off, and Peter breaks and says, I can't take this. You're too good to me. I'm an unclean man. I'm a sinful man. In Luke, he says, I'm a sinful man. Depart from me. And Jesus says, don't be afraid. From now on, you're going to catch men. And they forsake everything and they follow him. So I tend to believe that though Mark shows Peter being called before the healing, I kind of think the later retelling by Luke is a way of saying, no, in actuality, Jesus didn't heal Peter's mother-in-law because they had some sort of mentor-mentee relationship and he was being good to him. Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law before they had a mentor-mentee relationship And the fact that he healed her could have been a contributing factor in the softening of Peter's heart. How would we apply this today? I think it's to say this. We need to realize that we ought to be praying blessings on everyone, not only on believers, not only on people we like, not simply on people we know. We ought to be praying the favor and blessings of God on people we don't like, that we don't know that we want to see one over to the love of God. Because if the goodness of God leads men to repent, Jesus showing up in their house, their, their mind, their intimate secrets, and healing them, taking the fever from their body, taking the fever from their emotions, the fever out of their, their pain, that could be the beginning of the softening that it takes to bring that person into the knowledge of salvation. And so we get to be agents of that. That's how our Jesus works. Don't hesitate to be good, especially to people that don't deserve it. The goodness of God leads men to repentance. What would our goodness do in the face of a world that needs their fever alleviated? Think about that today and maybe pray for an opportunity to come across someone who's running a little hot, so to speak. They have a fever and they need relieved. And the relief could be the answer for the transformation that is soon to follow. Jesus is going to go heal after Sabbath sunset and we'll go with him tomorrow. See you then. God bless.